on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% LA Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, LA Galaxy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Gessman, coming to you on a Thursday, October 19th, LA Galaxy getting ready for the final game of 2023. They may be out of it. Dallas still very much in the hunt, and so can the Galaxy play spoilers, and do you want the Galaxy to play spoilers? Would Is it going to make you angry if the Galaxy suddenly learn how to beat a team they haven't beaten in a little while? What are your feelings about this whole wrapping up of the season a little earlier than everything else, too? So we're going to talk about that. We're going to get you through RSL because I wasn't, I wasn't here, and then I was back, and I didn't have a show on Monday, so we'll talk about RSL a little bit, just a little bit, just touch on a couple things here and there. Um, that type of thing. Uh, I have tickets, tickets, tickets to give away. So go tell everybody on Twitter that we're giving away free tickets because I forgot to tell them. Um, but go do that, and uh, then we'll get you ready for this Dallas game as well. Also, you'll find out who I voted for as well. So uh, sounds like it'll be fun for uh, for everybody here as we close out the 2023 season. And to help me do all that, we're glad to have him back. It's Eric the Portuguese Hammerbeer. Eric, how's it going, bud? Oh, it's it's going well. I think that's that's the furthest along in the intro song that we've gotten before I've been introduced, you you really did miss the show. You had a lot to catch up on on that intro, uh, a lot to cover. And, uh, you know, the grand finale, is this the season finale? Is this what we call this yeah, COG mean, episode? Everything I, else is I mean, bonus there, content. There, there usually is like a wrap up at the at the very, you know, backside of everything. And I think we'll, we'll get there now. I will tell you, L.A. Galaxy have exit interviews scheduled for Monday. All right. So something that hasn't happened in a while is going to happen, which is nice. Um, so we'll get to talk to some players. And I know the list of people that are sort of on that list. And I think I'm going to be able to join via Skype or, or via Zoom. So I should be able to also participate in exit interviews, which is always nice. But it's a long list. I imagine it's going to take us a couple hours to get through everybody. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm glad you clarified that because I was like, don't they always have exit interviews? No. Between the coach and the staff or the coach and the players. Yes. They, but the, the media is not yeah, always necessarily involved in that. Yeah. Usually they have like their final outro from the, from, uh, from the coaching staff, staff right? Yeah. Like yeah. you have, and it wouldn't surprise me by the way, if they've already had some of those conversations, because mm-hmm. I mean, what are you, what, are you, what, are you what else is there to say? Like, you're like, what else? <laughs> we're like, we're going to do yeah. this. Um, Greg Vanny did talk today a little bit. 
there's nothing super noteworthy of it. I'll give you injury updates right now. Uh, Mark Delgado still dealing with concussion symptoms, and there's no reason to have him come back and play. Um, so he's not going to be playing in this game. So call him out outside of all the other season ending injuries that you already know of. Of course, uh, Ricky Poosh trained fully with the team. Apparently, Greg said he looked fine. He said Ricky really wants to participate in the last game. He wants to be part of the team. He wants to he, he's like missing that. and He wants to end the season in front of the fans and not on the sidelines. There's still a good possibility he won't play just because Greg says it's going to be health and safety first yeah. first and above everything else that's like there's no need for him to really play <laughs> so unless he's really fit really ready to go and maybe he participates very lightly maybe yeah. he comes in for the last 10 minutes of a game or something like that yeah. that, that could be something as well the, the only thing I could think of is when he did have that injury in Austin he played through the entire game so you know if he was able to get through that game obviously he took you know games off since then maybe it's uh, it's believable that if they were making a push for the playoffs that he would play in this game. Yeah. So I think to your point, you know, it's just a matter of protecting your investment and not, not pushing it and hoping for further injury respect to him for wanting to, you know, finish out the season in front of the fans and, and not miss that opportunity. It could be very easy for him to just wrap it up. Uh, but you know, respect to him for kind of saying he wants to go, uh, you know, you know, does it uh, down on his shield there, uh, you know, with his shield. So, so he's ready to go. So, you know, res- respect to Ricky there. Uh, but again, it's kind of a weird thing. Do we want, do we want Ricky to play? Do we not want Ricky to play? Like it's one of those things I would like I, to see I wouldn't him. mind seeing him. Yeah. I'd like to see him show like a final curtain call that he I think he deserves that for the season that he's had. And just maybe he needs to just be super careful and not not push it. If it hurts him, take him off the field or maybe he just comes in to for a spell at the end. We'll see where it goes. So I I, I think it'd it'd be nice for the fans to see him and give uh, some closure, a final goodbye before we get into Galaxy twenty twenty four, which we do have our first super chat. Shout out to Jonathan Prince who says, is it okay to be Galaxy 2024 now? Yeah. And I think it is. I yeah. think we're safe. You think, think we're safe. You, you think this was the the line, right? It's, it's sort of like, yeah, I think I think we're good now. I think we can we can pull that off. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, uh, Greg Vanny today talking about the offseason and just how important this next season is. And obviously everybody knows that. I know we I often downplay sort of the hot seat for Greg Vanny. I, I, I think that's unfair. I think there will be a hot seat. I think there is pressure. I think he knows there's already pressure. On there, I think this off season has already started. As far as ever, it started a while ago, before the galaxy yep. were even eliminated. I know that people have had conversations. You know that they're talking. Then you know that they're looking at things. Greg Vanny says, you know, we have to really determine what what we're looking for, how we're going to go go about and get that. And he is adamant, jumping up and down as big as he can, and he's already calling it. He says, I want everybody in camp, in country. I want their visas cleared. I want them part of the preseason. We will not be starting this, and I don't think I'm adding this part, but we're not <laughs> going to be starting this next season slow. We're going to have everybody together before this season starts. At and Coachella. At yeah. Co- yeah, at, yeah <laughs> they're going to be there for the for the invitational, like all that. He, he is calling it out right now. It was interesting because Damian Calhoun was talking to him as well. Um, and before we get to RSL, we can sort of dive into this, but, um, he was talking to him as well because Damien asked about depth and he goes, you know, uh, and I think he's right about this. I don't think this is, this is a reach for him. He goes at parts of this year, I felt like we were really developing depth. I felt like, you know, it was really starting to happen. He goes, and then we got injured and more injuries and more. He goes, the biggest thing I need to have happen for 2024 is everybody gets healthy because you know, that was I mean, ultimately, I think that's what keeps the LA Galaxy out of the playoffs. Uh, I did have somebody who disagreed with me and said that uh, the transition defense was so bad. Perhaps there would be no perhaps there is no playoffs, even if everybody's healthy, uh, which was evident in the RSL game again, giving up, giving up goals in transition or not getting set in time, um, all those things. So 
there's work to be done. I don't think that's a doubt. Um, Greg did said it would not be a rebuilding year. He goes, he goes, I don't want to use that word. Um, and yeah, he was, he that's was, fair. And, and they I have pieces, they have, look at the depth that they brought in and it's, it's, you need big pieces, but I don't, I wouldn't call it a rebuild. You know, you're, you're going to need to bring in game changers yeah. uh, in that regard, but the, I, you don't need, you don't need eight new roster. I think when, you know, when Vanny first took over the helm, you saw like, you know, 13 new players. I don't think you're going to see that level of thing. I think no. four or five new starters. Right. And, and, and I think you're, you're we're dancing. Well, well I shape. mean, the other part is 17 of, I think, 34 players are are, are up for some sort of move. And now I expect that you're going to see a lot of those not guys all, yeah. come back. Right. And so you're not, not all 17. 17. Going, no, yeah. no, you're not going to get rid of 17 players. That's going to happen. You know, could you lose seven? Yeah. Could you lose 10? Maybe. Um, but again, it looks look what impact that actually has on the starting lineup and who are you bringing back? Brugman's coming back. I don't know about Caligari. That's such an interesting situation to be in. And I know that uh, that salary info came out and we can certainly talk about how the L.A. Galaxy among one of, I think, four of the top five teams, basically, and five of the top six spending teams didn't make the playoffs, which is super interesting. Um, yeah. Whenever you want to break down analytics, I didn't have a chance to analyze all that as I got back. I got back late Tuesday night. I barely got to work on Wednesday and then Thursday. I can't even believe today. It feels like it's Saturday already, um, <laughs> but it's only Thursday and I have to go to work again tomorrow. So, um, you know, we'll see if uh, we'll see how that sort of goes and, and, and if I can get back on that. But I would remind everybody, we normally do shows in the off season. So there will be plenty of time to talk about all that. And the fact they released the numbers so late this year is weird. It does um, feel like it was later than usual. It yeah. is. Usually there's there. Usually it's, you know, um, September. Like once well, the and, roster and it's freeze. interesting. It says as of September, but they didn't, they weren't available to look at today. So right. this information, whatever they pulled it from was from a September date, but that's not necessarily when we got to see it. It was on September. We, right. we got to see it a month, a month later. And the September date is the, is the roster freeze, which is yeah. why they're using as of September, right? The whole deal. So, um, so you're sort of able to look at those. So we can go in and we can die. We can look at diagnostics. We can do it. I have what I believe is the first ever complete roster with contract information um for the la galaxy i have everybody's contract every we year i yeah we did it we did it joe we did it we finally did it we did it joe i was uh i published that out on twitter if you saw it it was probably on the discord as well so if you want to see that that's out there we can go over that in the off season as well here's yeah. here's what i think is going to happen in the off season i think that we're going to come back for i think possibly no show on monday kevin has to travel and do some stuff and i don't know that we need to have quick reaction to whatever happens uh, on <laughs> Dallas. It's not going to be breaking. Yeah, right. There's not a quick turnaround after the game. Yet. Right. And we are angling to have Greg Vanny join us next Thursday. I'll tell you. And that's if that happens, that's great. And if it doesn't happen, then we'll keep going and he will join us sometime in the off season when we do it. But usually does that mean I have to go back to back to back? I, I think keep I mean, my, keep my streak alive. I mean, I don't know. Or the reason that he keeps he, he's dodging he's is ducking, because of you. He's ducking, he's ducking he's, you. He's, he's yeah. heard rumors. Yeah, he's right. heard rumblings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so so they have some of that stuff. Is, is going to be uh, going to be interesting, but we want to have Greg on and ha whatever capacity yeah. that is, we'll get to ask him questions and do all that fun stuff. So um, that's sort of where we're at in this offseason. I do imagine there will be like a two week break where I don't do any shows as well because uh, you know I don't want to the holidays. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it'll you know. be the holidays. We don't want to do the depression of watching another team lift MLS Cup. There's a whole psychological effect to that, or or maybe you do, but 
Yeah, you, you deserved a few, a few, sh- a few weeks off, a can, few shows off. Can I tell you Maybe something? You trim I, it down. Can I tell you something I do want to do? I was thinking about it today. I want to do a live show of some sort, right? And I'm sort of yeah. trying to figure out how to do it. And Taps, which is just sound that they they went bankrupt. Everybody, all the Taps went bankrupt, so that's not gonna, that's not a thing anymore. I kind of want to do like a a dinner where where we get together, we have dinner, Formal and then hors d'oeuvres. Yeah, uh, you know, bow ties. Um, yeah, you bow ties. Know, that type of thing. Past hors d'oeuvres. I yeah. like this. And, and we go and we say, and then you know at some point we go up and we can talk about the galaxy. We could do stuff. I would hope that I would have some special guests that would join us and we could talk to them a little bit while we're eating. By the way, if it's at a brewery with food, that sounds like a really good dinner to me, you know, like that type of thing. But I sort of, I sort of want to do this, you know, this stuff, that type of thing. I sort of want to do, there was uh, the, the angels once my mom's a big angels fan. So I, I hear the angels once did a thing where the general manager had a dinner and you went to the dinner and then while you were eating, he talked about the team and like this and he had special guests and it was sort of like, this is what's going on. And I always thought that's a really good way to sort of be like, Hey, this is what's going on with the LA galaxy. And here's the special guest. Uh, to come talk to you about it. We can talk to them. You know, maybe we get Kevin Hartman at, back out because Kevin's a big fan of the podcast. We always yeah. like having him out. Um, so I say this feels like you need like a, a lounge singer. You know, yeah. you need a musical act to to close it all out. I like where this is going. Right. I, I blink one eighty two. That's off the top of my head. That's <laughs> oh, yeah. where I'm thinking. I think they're available. Yeah. It might be. They might be. Um, so yeah, sort of do something an end of season banquet like we used to have in uh, in high school. That was good. Yeah. Good call. Good call. I was going to say, like we, is a uh, Berry Farm the chicken dinner restaurant? Is right. that available? Right. That's oh, usually man. where we had ours. Yeah. <gasps> Oh, you were close enough that that had worked. We oh. never did that. We had like it's some crappy pizza place usually. Oh no, that was that was the spot. And then you know it was usually you know not Spray Farm. It's not you know under lock and key. It's at least back in the day. So you used to be able to sneak on, get a few rides, and then go back and you know finish up your banquet. That was the way to do it. Oh, what a, what a time to be alive! What a the time! Glory days. The glory days, indeed. <laughs> um, it, it was it was interesting. I will tell. I had to go back to, and I think I told everybody, but if you if you didn't know, I was in. Uh, I got to go to D- Washington D.C., um, which was one of my favorite cities in the whole world. So I love going back there. Um, and then Virginia and Maryland. So I was in Virginia, Maryland, D.C. I could see West Virginia at one point from where I was. Like it was right over there. So I was sort of in that up in those uh, areas, up in Leesburg and stuff like that. And I will say that I I enjoyed it immensely for. I, we were back there for for a funeral, so that was not the enjoyment part. Although I think that that's a good way to bring people together, and you get a chance to mourn losses and all that stuff. So there is some healing that is involved with that, and so it's part of the process. I'm okay with that. Um, yeah. So we went back and did that. Uh, my son uh, went back with us, and he had a, he thought it was the first of all he thinks traveling on airplanes is like every day thing. He's like, oh yeah, that's, that's cool, whatever, you know, the whole deal. <laughs> no big deal. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's but we, but we landed in D.C. Uh, and from all my D.C. peeps uh, who I love. Uh, we landed in D.C. and usually when I land in D.C., I'm all like, oh, it's so hot or oh, it's so cold. That's the only really experience I landed. It was like 73, 74 degrees, a light breeze. It was nicer than like Newport Beach on the on the it was perfect. And I was like, this is this is what it's all about. And I was just soaking in the sun. And the next day it was 55 degrees, windy and raining. So, yeah. um, you know, I enjoyed <laughs> the, the fall. weather comes 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 at you fast. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, so there's got Daniel. Daniel goes. I wouldn't mind attending the funeral of the galaxy. Well, you are. <laughs> this is essentially what this is. And to your point, you know, funerals. I have this conversation, unfortunately, with cousins. Of it's like, why do we only get together at weddings and funerals? Like, I, we enjoy hanging out. We enjoy right. these conversations. It's just unfortunate yep. the circumstances that you usually get together. And you're right. There is a healing, and there's a a, a part to that. So. 
to say it's fun to go to funerals is not is in poor taste, but it is nice to connect with you know family members and see them and provide closure and right. reminisce yes. and all of all those. It's yeah, a, that's, it's an important part of the cycle. I a think healthy yeah a healthy thing to do yeah yeah yeah. Um, so uh, everybody so asks, welcome to the LA Galaxy funeral. Yeah, that's why I'm wearing black. Um, also, oh. I've adopted these V-neck like a short sleeve black shirt as my uniform. If you see me wearing it all the time, I have like six of these shirts, so I do wash. On a regular That's basis. That's a smart move. Yeah, you're the pull the Mr. Rogers, right? I'm just, you know, I'm like Steve Jobs. It worked for Steve Jobs, right? He wore the same thing every time, yeah. right? So I just, it doesn't you don't really have matter. To think. You oh. know, you know. I like how you you phrase it. It's the uniform. It's I know uniform. what I'm doing. I know, yeah. I know where I'm going. So uh, I've I've been doing that. So. Uh, that's personal life stuff. Uh, other personal life stuff, if you have kiddos, if you would like to come ride trains this weekend, we have our Halloween ride. I have been working now for Choo-choo. the last three weeks on a Halloween decoration piece that involves fake dynamite, uh, a skeleton, and and a lot of fa- uh, crates of uh, of things. So The 3D printers and work hard at work? Is that, is that no, what I'm hearing? No, I, I can tell you how to make fake, fake dynamite. It's okay. fake. It's fake. It's fake. All right? This is pr- <laughs> these are props. I need to say this. We're going to get demonetized. <laughs> um, like for all this stuff, but it's all, it's really cool. There's, there's some fun stuff. So anyway, we have that going on, uh, 10 AM to three 30 PM at Fairview park, uh, OCME trains.org for that, but come on out. I'll be out there. Usually I'm out there for the entire time. And then I have to hurry up and get, get park, park the trains, and then run up to the game on Saturday. Um, I told my wife not to judge our relationship on Saturday cause it's not going to be pretty. It's, <laughs> it's not going to be a fun no, one. No, yeah. it's not. I go, let's, I, I'm going to be gone for most of the time. So, um, and I will say t- take Josh up on the offer. Yeah. If you haven't been to, you know, the little trains, it is a trip. It's a lot of fun. I think my mom's the number one fan. She's like, can we go see Josh in those trains again? Anytime. Those cute little trains. You know, so, you know, if you haven't gone, check it out. It's a fun time. And I imagine during Halloween, it's probably even, even more, uh, festive and fun well i mean we're nightmare before christmasing it this year that's yeah. that's the the main station theme just in case you were wondering where we're yeah where it's we're not going with yeah that. it is it is for children too right. you're not yeah. gonna have it's, it's not scary haunted hayride yeah it's it's <laughs> scared straight it's yeah. fun all right it's it's fun halloween not not scary halloween so that's what we got um but yeah so i want to do something in the off season that's on my mind we'll make sure that that happens i'm shooting maybe for something in november we'll see if that ends up sort of taking some boxes. We can do something. Maybe it's in December. Maybe it's in January. We're going to figure it out and then we'll put it down and then you guys, we, we can all get together and do it. So um, that's sort of where we're at. By the way, somebody said we could reserve the big room at Dave and Buster's and I don't hate the Dave and Buster's idea even one little iota, right? I mean, that's I a that's place... Been- that idea has been floated around, it floated has. around before. So yeah, it that's has. not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea at all. So uh, also like the Elks Lodge. Yeah, I, I, I feel Elks like we, we all wear the little hats. Can, yeah. can I tell you? Can I tell you something? This so you grew up here, so I think that you and I yeah. have a similar experience. Even though you got to go to Knott's Berry Farm, I never got to do that. <laughs> um, I, it, whenever my wife and I were getting married, her mom goes, "Hey, you know, we're saying, oh, we're gonna have to try to find a place, right?" And so her mom goes, "Hey, why don't you guys get married at a fire station?" Right. And I'm like, is that a thing? Like there's no, you'd be surprised how many places you can get married. Well, well, I mean, but like, (laughs) but, but the reason she said that is because back East, the fire stations have like full on event centers on like the backside of those things. This is a way for them to like make money and do stuff. I'm not talking about like small banquet rooms here, dude. I'm talking about like, it's a rec center. Essentially, It is like, there's a giant room. It's got fireplaces and wood. It's made for these event centers. And I was like, Oh, that's funny. Cause there's nothing like that out here. And I saw some of those whenever I was back East, my wife was like, yeah, that one right there. That's where we used to have our prom. I'm like, well, you had like 12 kids and indoor plumbing. That was really exciting for you guys. So, um, so anyway, that's what we got. Um, <laughs> well, this is where I get to flex again. Yes. I got to have my banquet at Knott's Berry farm. And then I got to have my prom at the long beach aquarium, you know, underneath the giant whale 
that's you know living in Southern California, you get some pretty some pretty kick-ass options. So uh, sh- shout out to Southern California. I miss you. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, everybody's everybody's saying, let me know. We'll be there. Uh, Lasso asks, is it like the train at Irvine Park? It's way more exciting than the train at Irvine Park. <laughs> Our train can fall off the tracks. There's never. Yeah, you, the <laughs> yeah you, you're not you're not in danger of falling off in Irvine. Here, you never know. You yeah. got to hold on tight. Yeah, yeah it'll, it'll be interesting. All right, RSL. Uh, two two draw on oh, this yeah. game. LA yeah. Galaxy. That's that's what we're, what doing. we're talking. We we <laughs> Eric and I were gonna turn this into like where we mess with scammers because we've both been dealing with people who have been texting <laughs> us. I don't know if everybody. I think everybody's sort of been. It's one of those like I, I don't want to say it out loud because it's like is am I compromising like you know websites that I visit or something that that's the reason why uh, stuff like this is happening. But yeah, the, the scam text. I don't know if that's a recent thing, but I'm glad you know it's not just me that there are other people right. uh, you know who are experiencing these things. So yeah, we're. We're we're not here to you know so if you want to drop your uh, credit card number or you know <laughs> right. the back of uh, you know Google Play Store right. if you want to type that code in the chat we'd greatly appreciate yeah, it yeah just take a picture of the uh, gift card and uh, and put that in there <laughs> no I mean that's it's, it's crazy so we both been, so we thought that was going to be the main theme of tonight apparently it's just we don't want to talk about the galaxy but let's talk about the galaxy uh, RSL uh, two LA Galaxy two Galaxy scored first in this game scored first two goals winning two nothing. In classic Galaxy fashion, give up a goal right before halftime and then give up one in the second half that makes it 2-2, so the Galaxy draw. I will say the offensive creativity from the LA Galaxy was uh, far and away uh, one of the better highlights, I think, of the year. Yeah. Um, just some really well-worked goals. Um, when you look at Jovalich and just the pass from Aguirre and just pulling back and everybody's on the same page, the fact that you had um, you know Sharp and Jovalich starting up top again and you sort of got that run out and that they were making it work as well, I, I think is the important part because we have tried this. We have seen this over and over and again where they have tried to put the two forwards up top and it has not worked because guys haven't been on the same page. I thought it was really interesting that the best play of the night, uh, the pass that Billy Sharp hit to uh, hit to Jovalich and Jovalich one timed it over to Costa and Costa was able to score. Yeah, that, that was, was the, goal of the, night, yeah. the spacing <laughs> the the uh the foresight into what was going to happen Jovic hit it first time like there was never it unlocked the defense so wide that you put Douglas Costa in on on a uh, on a wide open net and when you look at Costa's impact sort of in this game you, again it makes you wonder what if what if Douglas Costa could have been this effective throughout the entire year I think the Galaxy have a chance of making the playoffs they're not missing it by that much whenever it all comes down to two or three games in one direction probably puts the LA, LA Galaxy in something but when you look at, and we've been looking at the DPs, Eric, the, the bottom line is their non-participation probably keeps the LA Galaxy out of this. Yeah. Caligari's injury probably keeps the LA Galaxy. Brugman's injury keeps it. Caceres' injury. I mean, these are none of these were small injuries, and the fact that they were all season-ending um, yeah. really puts a hurt on, on this LA Galaxy team. And, and it's funny, the one that often gets overlooked that you didn't mention was the Chicharito injury because he wasn't performing well at the beginning. But when you think about he didn't need to have, uh, uh, you know, 20 goals for this to be a success. If he had, you know, eight goals, 10 goals, 12 goals, does that make him, you know, put the galaxy in better position? And I think it does. And so, you know, Chicharito being gone, I think it's easy to say, well, he wasn't playing well. He was causing problems or, or, or not causing problems, but he wasn't getting it done in terms of the scoring. I think over time that may have, you know, worked itself out. Interesting observation. You mentioned kind of the first half and how Jovalich was uh, you know dishing it off and playing well. That's my observation that I took away from this. Uh, Jovalich, I don't know it's, if it's because you know he hasn't been scoring and he was maybe looking if directions were specifically given to him, but it felt like he wanted to defer more often than not in that game. And I think in previous 
um, matches we've seen him try to, you know, dribble and take players on, and that's not really his strong suit, or, you know, be a little bit more selfish and kick the ball into a defender and not have that luck. So it seemed like he was trying to work with the other attackers. He was deferring to Billy Sharp. He was deferring to Douglas Costa. And I don't know if that's a hint of, you know, if the Galaxy do go and backfill that striker position that if he wants time on the field, right. he's going to be need to be more of the, you know, assist guy or the playmaker setting up uh, the goal scorer. And I think that, that was an interesting wrinkle that I saw from Jovalich that I hadn't really seen previous this season. And, and I enjoyed it. It was a, a tale of two halves because after the first half, it all we said this with the Minnesota game. They didn't have enough horses. It all it all fell apart right. after that, and it felt like great great opening half, and you just didn't have the horses to close out that game. There are draws where we kick ourselves like that, that's a draw that could have been a win. Right. This was a draw that could have. We're probably lucky not to lose. You know, RSL right. hit a post. Uh, you know, they were kind of really attacking and pushing hard towards the end. The Galaxy were frustrated, could not get RSL, uh, prevent them from attacking towards the end of that match. But to the Galaxy's credit, in that first half, they probably could have had you know, one or two more goals. It could have been iced 3-0, you know, even even 4-1, 4-2 uh, towards the end of it. But unfortunately, they, they weren't able to make those chances, which, uh, you know, that's the LA Galaxy this season. Yeah, it, it feels that way. Um, yeah, McMath made a great save, too, that that would have been 3-0 for the Galaxy. And did it, but you mentioned the crossbar on the other side and everything else. Again, it's very simple math for the LA Galaxy. They do the same things over and over again, and you sort of see it as allowing goals before half. I don't know how many t- stoppage time first half goals yeah. the Galaxy allowed this year. I'm sure you could go back and count them. My guess it would be five or six. Off the top of my head, I think I can think of three, and it feels like it probably happened more than that. Um, I think the line being set at five is probably correct. Yeah, right. I mean, so yeah, yeah, It's, it's going to be in that neighborhood. Right in that neighborhood uh, of things, and that's five games, really, that you... It's a totally different game, and people will probably discount this. It's a totally different game if you go into the half up two nothing than two one or or other things right it's a lot further to come back it's funny just by seconds it's a lot further to come back and score two goals in the second half than it is to score one goal in the second half right and have the momentum that you're already going into the halftime and the galaxy lose momentum at the halftime so many times um but i i I agree with you i think it it came down to the horses it came down to the minutes and and they're just they don't have the stamina to be able to do it so if you're going to beat teams like dallas if you're going to come in and try to steal these games at the end of the season right now score a lot of goals in that first half and Early then hold on, you know, that's it. Bunker down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The other thing that I wanted to mention is the highlight looking back as that game kind of fell apart was the Siggy tribute. So I wanted to give that a, a shout out being give respect to MLS or, you know, notice I can't say, you know, Apple because apparently Apple's not the one who does it. It's MLS. Right. Who does it? But, but for airing that, because I think, uh, for people watching at home, it's easy to go to commercial break and go to halftime analysis. But I think they recognize that Sigi was an important part of MLS, not just the LA Galaxy. So I think it was important to show that ceremony at halftime. So big kudos for whoever made that decision to make sure that they aired that halftime ceremony. Because I really, for those of us who can't be there, uh, you know, I really enjoyed watching his family out on the field and Joe Tino kind of giving the breakdown. So so big kudos for them for airing that. Uh, during the broadcast. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I didn't get to watch any of the live and I didn't get to watch the whole game. I've been able to watch highlights um, and do that. So uh, really interesting to just watch the LA Galaxy and, and sort of what they tried to do in this game. Uh, you look at the expected goals in this game and it's it shows that it probably should have been a tie, right? I mean, yeah. ultimately, you look at it. Galaxy had 16 shots at 20 shots for RSL, seven shots of six shots on target, 2.3, 2.1 on the expected goals. There's no not a lot of surprises in here. I just really enjoyed the... Um, 
the precision in which the Galaxy scored in the first half and and sort of how they played. And and could you have more stuff like that in the future? And could you have uh, something next year that's like that? Remember, I think it's highly unlikely that Douglas Costa comes back in any sort of way. And as a matter of fact, his agent was talking and saying a whole bunch of stuff and basically, you know, saying, oh, well, you know, he can, you know, his his ability to come in or go out of the LA Galaxy sort of expires at 1231. We're like, yeah, duh, that's when his contract's up. There's a, there's a lot <laughs> that's of stuff. That's how that works, right? Yeah, yeah. And it seemed like uh, it seemed like he was hinting that Douglas Costa had the ability at some point to join a team in Brazil should it have popped up. And I think that when we go back to the beginning of the season, we saw Douglas Costa basically shopping his wares yeah. at every every Brazilian team that would listen. <laughs> and I even got to ask Greg Vanny. I said, Douglas Costa's down here. Do you know that he's down here doing this? And like, yes. And Greg said, yes, we know what he's doing and we expect that he's going to be back with us. But the whole deal. But it was very clear to me at the time that the galaxy said, if you can find somebody to take you, you can leave. Right. Like you are free to leave. You are free, free to, to leave about the country. Yeah. Right. And that's why we didn't know whether or not Costa was even going to remember. He was injured through most of the preseason, too. He didn't play a lot. He didn't show up. I don't think he was at the yeah. uh, at Coachella a whole bunch. Um, yeah, we didn't have any wingers to start the season. That's right. It was, it's kind of crazy, you know, the, how, how the season ended up. But uh, I'm I'm just personally glad that we can stop having this conversation. Right. The, the, is Doug going to do it? Is he not going to do it? You know, we've had some some arguments and back and forths on is he a good player? Is he not a good player? And he's shown that he has talent. He's obviously a good player, but it's the consistency. You, you can't make that gamble. We saw what happened with Chicharito. There's even, you know, rumblings or, you know, Chicharito kind of trying to, show his, you know if you're a believer in his instagram and his comeback story it seems like he's working out trying to get to full fitness uh you know rumblings about him possibly landing somewhere i don't, I don't think there's a spot for him on nope. the la galaxy next season i don't think there's a spot for douglas costa and that's saying you know thank you for your contributions but it is it is time to walk away from both of those players yeah i, I think javi and douglas costa I, I think they're both gone and and some people are interested you know it's fan appreciation night chicharito is a big part of fan appreciation shouldn't he be there and i'm he should I'm, he should be there i don't think he yeah. will be and I don't know. I didn't ask. Right. So this is just speculation. I don't think he'll be there. I think he's turned the page. You know why? Because I think it's very clear in the writings on the wall that the L.A. Galaxy are not inviting him back next year. Right. That's not happening. I don't think there's another contract that came out. I don't you know if there ever was a contract again, we'd have to play the game with would Chicharito accept Tam money and then look at who else you would have. You're probably gonna have Billy Sharp back next year. I would imagine you would. As a matter of fact, yeah. that Billy Sharp comes back. You're going to have Dayon Jovalich, who is still under contract for I think another couple of years. So Jovalich is probably back unless you want to move him, and that's your choice, right? So Jovalich is back, and then you're probably going to go out and get a DP striker. So you're going to have a so DP striker, Jovalich, and Sharp. For, so so where yeah. does Chicharito coming in? in from that? from Greg Vanny, who likes to play one forward system. Right, you're going to have a one three. striker system. Yeah, yeah, you're going to have three. You're going to have three. They could also go out and not get a striker. I think that would be a mistake because I think we saw that when there was no production from the from that number nine, right, that the L.A. Galaxy struggled. Now, funny enough, Eric, the Galaxy. I was going to say, I have this stat ready. It's we're on the same wavelength. Is that the L.A. Galaxy in terms of scoring goals is actually going to be in a pretty average position. They scored a ton of goals down the stretch. um, And it's kind of to me, it's a little shocking. Um, I'm trying to find, I have the one, here it is. Here's the one that I wanted to pull up, but this is all of the games and I sort of highlight where it is. But if you look, I mean, really down the stretch, the LA galaxy shut out in their 25th game was a zero, zero game. It was that the Portland game or a Colorado game. I think it was, might've been Colorado. 
Uh, I think S was it Kansas City. It may have been K- Kansas City. I yeah. can't remember. It's the the twenty fifth game in the in the whole thing. And then they go. They scored two goals, two goals, four goals, three goals, three goals, one goal, two goal, two goals. They end up with fifty goals. And 50 goals is actually respectable for what you yeah. would see from an LA Galaxy team. I'm trying to see. Yeah, LA if, Galaxy if, goals scored. Same. They scored 50 goals in 2021. Yeah, right. I, I actually broke it down because I was looking at FC Dallas looking ahead. And I'm like, how is this team still in the hunt looking at their form guide? Just the amount of draws that they have and losses. They were like the LA Galaxy. They didn't put more than two wins together. I was like, how is D- FC Dallas still in the hunt and the Galaxy are not? You know, it must be, you know, goals scored. And I go, I went and looked at it and you're right. That 50 goal scores scored is top 10 in the league. If you look throughout the league, it's it's top four in the West. And so that's crazy. They were scoring the goals as much as we were saying the striker was the issue. They got a lot of goals from a lot of different people or, uh, you know, a little bit of goals from a lot, uh, a lot of people. But all in the second half. This was all in the second. They didn't score crap at the start the year, right? All their shutouts and everything came, came through and they were getting killed on the defense. And it was like, oh, the whole deal. But yeah. And then losing four twos and three twos. Yeah. And that's where it got them. They were dead last in goals conceded. Yep. And it's not close. You know, you look at a team like Toronto, Toronto would need to concede six goals on decision day to tie us one with goals against. So that's how bad the galaxy defense was in terms of goals allowed. Uh, you know, is it a backline problem? I don't know. Uh, but, but there's definitely a problem with the defense and the goalkeeper. If you're letting in the most goals in the entire league. And that's, that's the difference maker. It's not uh, as much as we, we know that it, the striker is the piece that they need. Uh, defensively, it was not good enough this season. So yeah. tweaks or, or changes need to be made. And part of that you do, you know, put up to injuries uh, that happened and there were a lot of starters. There wasn't consistent starters, you know, tons of injuries. And I think that's that that created it. So if you can get healthy, consistent center backs, I think that's going to make a huge difference because w- whatever was happening this season, it was not good enough. And in terms of depth, depth throughout the lineup, I think was helpful for the Galaxy. But I think the depth they brought in at center back show that they, they were not good in those spots that they were given. So, you know, maybe alternative, if you look at play, who are players that are going to be part of that 17, who you're okay with parting ways, I think looking for alternative, uh, you know, defenders might be the way to go. Yeah, I, I will say uh, Greg Vanny certainly listed it up to to just having a consistent lineup and there wasn't one. And the the thing that I think we always have to remember, and I'm in, I'm in agreement with this whenever I hear this said, is that defense is a system thing. It's not necessarily individuals. And certainly when you have individuals who are really good they really help out your system and so that that can help you but when you look at what really killed the la galaxy was whenever mark delgado i think got hurt um and his ability not to protect the back line and sort of be that last defense we talk about brugman as well yeah Yeah, and brugman right we talk about transition defense and by the way the la galaxy if they give up four goals to fc dallas would tie their worst ever uh goals allowed which was 2017 whenever they had 67 so they have to give up four uh, they gave up 64 goals in 2018, 59 in 2019. Uh, 2020 doesn't count because it was a short year. Uh, <laughs> but that 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 was actually, and if I remember correctly, we go look at it. it if you extrapolate yeah. it out, that's a massive number that they were going <laughs> yeah, to allow in stupid, 2020. Yeah. Sure. Um, 54 goals in 2021, 51 goals in 2022, and then 63 goals now. Um, this season and anything else that adds on top of that. So again, four more goals would tie. If Dallas scores four, it would tie the worst ever. Uh, if Dallas scores five goals, which Minnesota just did not too long ago, um, then it would be the worst ever season of conceding goals for the LA Galaxy. So that's something to sort of keep um, keep your your eye on as we look forward to. And as we, we predicted out, right, 51.5 goals is what they're expected to score. So add another 
one and a half goals for this next game. So one to two goals is what you probably expect. And then uh, ending this all out at about 65 goals. So they're saying, you know, one more goal is sort of uh, sort of in there. Technically speaking, my uh, my my thing here, if I'm reading it correctly, Eric is telling me that the Galaxy win this game uh, because <laughs> if I'm looking at you're goals, they're due. Right? Are you doing your thing again? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't. I'm 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 sort of uh, putting things together and doing that. Here's the the 2020. Um, they were goals against was 71.1 when you extrapolated it out. So the 71 would have been more, That's would bad. have been the worst ever, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, they only uh, scored and, 42 goals um, in 2020 if you extrapolated it out. So there's some yeah. things there in 2020. We've talked about it before, but 2020, if you project things out, could have been worse than 2017 whenever you look at the worst season ever. But right now, 2017 still holds all the records pretty much for, yeah. for the worst team ever. Which the interesting thing is my eyeballs with that 2020 team like that to me was the worst product I've seen on the field. It was was that some of those games in 2020 were that was it was just downright embarrassing to watch that team. I felt I felt embarrassed for those players out on the field with how bad they looked in 2020 to me. 2017 and this is going to be almost more insulting uh 2017 it feels like the players were trying they just weren't good enough right 2020 it just felt like they were not trying and they were not good enough it was just it was bad news all the way around yeah chicharito remember chicharito not playing yeah, the, injured and everything yeah, else that was, that was going on it was a mess gbs got fired right it was covid um, you know, so, uh, it was one of those things that, uh, that certainly didn't go well for the LA galaxy. If we're looking at other stats, um, that I can sort of cherry pick out of here. Let's see. What else do we have? Um, da, 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 da. oh no, I don't want to talk about that yet. Not about fan appreciation day. <laughs> I have records for that. We can talk about that. Um, just looking at the record percent table. I, again, I always do the, the winning percentage. 24.2% is just atrocious. Uh, 2017 was 23.5%. Just to give you an idea. Uh, the losing percent is 39.4, uh, in 2017, it was 52.9. So again, 2017, uh, was a really bad year. You're right, Eric. I mean, with a lot of things, uh, we're, we're pretty bad. 2020, 54.5% losing, 27.3% winning percentage. Uh, I always look at the points. This is sort of the difference this year. The 60.6% of either draw or win is is actually an okay stat. It's just that most of those were draws and not wins, right? And so it's it, it doesn't make you feel better. That's a great number whenever most of those are wins and some of those are draws, yeah. right? That's not a great number whenever most of them are draws. The, the funny thing is I specifically remember during the GBS era is he had like two draws on a season or something like that. I was like, where are the draws? Where's the grinding out of the games? It seems like either win all out and they, and they won the game or they fell apart, you know, in, in late in games. And there was, you know, there was no middle ground. And this is kind of proving the opposite is when you have a bunch of draws, it actually should be a good thing. But you know, that beginning of the season, we, I keep circling back to that. You just, there and the, and the win streak, of right. it all, you know, not being able to put together three, three or four in, games in a row. That's, that's killer. You that know, you have to you. be able to, you have to have, you know, one or two streaks throughout your season. If you, if you want to, you know, make the playoffs and, and have an impact. And they just, that, that just was not part of this, it, this galaxy team or any Greg Vanning galaxy team since he's joined, which well, is, is crazy to say. The opposite is also true though. The most, the most games the LA galaxy have ever lost in a um, row is three. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Most the under Greg Vanny, a it's lot been of three. Unbeaten, unbeaten and winless. Yes, that, all, all the fun with words. Things I, I, like I think here, seven yeah. and seven and nine is the uh, is. Let's see here. We can go through them. Here's the uh, the win streak is two, right? And it's been two every year under Greg Vanny as they win, can win <laughs> two games in a row. 
um, but not the third. Uh, the longest single season on beaten streak is now at seven. That was this year, seven games unbeaten. But again, not a lot of wins, right? It's like, yeah. where are the wins? Show me the show me the wins. The longest single season losing streak for the LA Galaxy three all under Greg Vanny uh, for, for those. Um, and then the longest uh, winless streak is seven. So seven winless streaks, seven unbeaten streak. Um, so th- it's very symmetrical, which kind of looks, if you look at the record, the record's actually more or less symmetrical whenever you look at losses and draws and stuff like that. It's, it's too, it's too flat. You need, you need peaks on the wins and you're not getting any peaks on the wins. Um, certainly I thought looking at the record in terms of the LA galaxy scoring first or, or allowing the first goal. That was, that was massive. Yeah. No comebacks. Really. 18 times the LA galaxy went down to uh to allow the first goal 18 times they're oh 12 and 6 when that happens they were not they did not win a single game and only One six game. times out of 18 games yeah did they get That's points crazy. from it um, and the the, the yeah. funny thing with that particular stat is that you think well then when the other team scored but they fought back in those games so they had opportunities yep. that's the crazy thing going back to like the eyeball test of it all because you look at that and you say well you know that whenever they concede first they let the game get away from them but that's not necessarily true it just usually worked out in some of those games they even came back and had a lead yep. and then you know it, it came down to a draw or they ended up losing that game so it's kind of it's it's almost deceiving that that's not quite how it played out but at the end of the day it is how it played out so the stat is going to look it's going to look terrible and it all comes down to conceding goals you know 63 goals is not conceding 63 goals is not going to get you there yeah um i think uh i think the other side of this the flip side of it is that the rsl game they score first eric and then they they end up not winning the game it's only the second time that 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 really happens or excuse me the third time that it happens they had uh, eight one and two right now whenever they score the first goal um and the draw came against rsl a draw against san jose um whenever whenever they uh they scored first and then the team that they're playing coming up on saturday uh dallas where they scored this was the very first game of the season yeah Yeah, they Mm -hmm. scored first and then allowed three goals and lost three to one right so that was the only loss all season that the galaxy had when scoring first but it's just such a minuscule amount whenever you look at 34 games the 18 of those so more than half you allow the first goal that can't be sustainable and it wasn't sustainable big surprise um, it wasn't sustainable in that. And so that has to be a focus whenever you look at, at stuff that's sort of happening here uh, from here on out. Um, I did talk about DPs and we talked about the DP times, right? 23.1% for, for Chicharito. You don't want that guy back. That's that's one of the reasons <laughs> that he's not going to be showing up at Fan Appreciation Day. If he does, by the way, tip of the cap, he should. Um, I th- yeah, I, I wouldn't boo him. I don't, I don't think you no. hold ill will to him for going out with a season-ending injury. I mean, you, you can... You know, we could talk about front office and the contract, the way that was structured where he didn't need that many goals to trigger that option that brought him back. That's a different discussion. After the 2020 season, I can understand being upset with him. But I think I think you saw a player who, after having a really low low, you know, showed a lot of effort and heart and passion for this LA Galaxy crest. And so I, I would I do think, you know, it's it's his duty as a captain and as a leader to come out and kind of face the music. And even if he knows this is a farewell, I think there's there's something to that to come out and clap up the fans and say thank you, because I think he, he would get a warm reception if he came out. I don't think people would be upset. And I don't know if I'm being Pollyanna or, you know, being too optimistic on that. But I think, you know, the the, the fans would respect him for coming out and clapping them up. And I think you know, he, he, him coming out would say a lot, you know, to his leadership qualities and kind of tying a bow on, I think it'd be a very nice gesture if he showed up, but he hasn't really been, uh, you know, active (laughs) in those games during his, 
his his streak, or at least you know not publicly. It's not super obvious that he's there. So again, I, I wouldn't be shocked if he didn't show up, but I, I do think it'd be a nice gesture. Yeah, I mean, we see through the uh, through the press box and stuff like, or or through the TV studio, like Gaston Brugman will come walking through, or yeah. Casares will come walking through. I mean, those guys are there. Chicharito's not there. Um, yeah. and you know, that, that is what it is. I'm not going to say that that's good or bad or whatever it is, but it certainly feels like everybody's already separated, right? Like there's, there's no more that needs to be done here. You're, you're free to go, uh, and, yeah. and go do your thing. And people saying where else he's going to play, there will be offers for him to play somewhere. I'm oh, sure. Big time. Um, and he'll make money, more money than you can give him at $1.6 million in TAM. Right. <laughs> and so that's the same thing with Douglas Costa. You can say what you want. And people often think that like players are like, this is their last stop. And who else would want them after this and blah, 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 all this other stuff that people find pl- places to go. And guess what? Usually the money's can even be a little bit better right now. I'm not saying that he's going to, they're going to get $7 million, right? Yeah. He's not going to get, but it, he could get $4 million or he could get two and a half or $3 million. There's going to be money for Chicharito to play somewhere. So yeah. I wouldn't worry about it. Here's, here's all that you need to know. And speaking of the 2020 LA galaxy, you know, to, to bring this up at the galaxy funeral, Rolf Felcher found a place to land yep. after his time with the LA galaxy. So Chicharito will find a place to land after his time for the LA Galaxy, and so will Douglas Costa. There'll be t- teams, you know. There's all, of course, there's always going to be the speculation returning home to Mexico, Chivas de Guadalajara. That's going to be an option. You know, I think there are other leagues around the world who, <laughs> let's face facts, for the marketing alone is right. worth bringing them in. I just, I don't know if you've watched the Beckham documentary yet, you know, but they ask about why he was brought to Real Madrid and Luis Figo's asking, I don't know why he brought him in. Cause he doesn't, you know, he plays my position and then they cut to Florentino Perez and he's like, he tripled our revenue. It's like, yeah. it's pretty straightforward why they brought him in. I think Chicharito, there are clubs who are going to be shrewd and look at it and they're going to want to bring him in if for nothing else, right. For the value that he could bring marketing wise. What, what do you give? I mean, I know the chat room sort of giving him a grade. What do you give him for his three years with the LA galaxy? I mean, can you, I, I mean, I don't think it's kind. He was injured for most of it. Whenever he the, wasn't the, injured for a lot for a lot of it, he wasn't effective. Yeah, if you average it out, the the opening season was an F. Uh, I think his comeback season was an A, <laughs> and I think you know everything in between was maybe a a B that second season after. And then this year with the injury, you maybe give it a C or a D. I think it it averages out to about a C, maybe a C minus. Over the course, I think that's of, and I think that's years. generous because I mean, yeah, you can say the one season, man, the he went off and leveled. Scene, yeah. yeah, I mean, he, I think that. Yeah, he, I'm, he, I'm, I, I rate that high because right, that's what this team was missing this season. Yeah, I mean, I, I would, I would, I mean, I would say D. I mean, I just you didn't get what you needed. I mean, Douglas Costa is in the is in a worse boat. I think it's worse. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Chicharito I mean, brought positivity. I think you know, and maybe I, I'm taking his personality into account with it. Like I wanted to root for Chicharito, where maybe I didn't want to root for Douglas Costa as much. So I, I feel like I'd give him the benefit, you know, Chicharito a little bit more, and maybe do that C C plus in that range because of the highs that he brought. Right. But it wasn't it wasn't stellar. You know, lights out for his entirety of the stretch, and I think that's where. You know, you, you ask those questions and Douglas Costa for this home stretch, these last a great 10, 12 games. Great. A, yeah. but you know, what, that, what, that's what, not, unfortunately there's a whole, you know, a whole two, three years, you know, before that, that leads into it. So you can't solely grade them just on how they left off. Yeah, I, I would say, I mean, you know, less. yes, you could talk about off the field stuff. You could talk about a whole bunch of other things to sort of grade these. But just from on the field stuff, Chicharito gave it his all a lot. And so for the effort part alone, I think you you maybe maybe you round up, right? Maybe maybe you bump him <laughs> up a grade just because you're like, OK, at least for me, I could put him in as a C. 
Um, but the bottom line is the impact wasn't there enough. It wasn't felt enough, not for $7 million a year yeah, over three years and everything else. Right. That's also the kicker for your, for highest paid player in the league at one point. Yeah. It was not, it was not that level, which is, you know, we'll talk about the salaries another day, but when you look at the players who are at the top of that list, yeah. they're maybe not the ones who are the game changers. It's kind of interesting, uh, you know, in terms of where the league is going. Yeah, I look at um, and I look at Costa and say, like, you know, incomplete. You didn't even show up like it's hard to give you points for the most time when you didn't show up the whole time. Again, we'll come to this thing. Forty eight point four percent of the total minutes for designated players. Twenty three point one percent this season for Chicharito. Thirty eight percent for Douglas Costa, who seems like he played a lot down the stretch, but didn't but it's play. Not, that's not a lot. All. Yeah, uh, Ricky percent is not a lot. Ricky Pouge had eighty four point two percent. And he didn't play for like the last three, four, five games of the season, right? Yeah. That's what you need from a designated player. Um, so, and when you look at it, the 48.4% from the designated players is the lowest that I have since I've been keeping track. 50.7 yeah. would have been 2018. Uh, and again, you had Zlatan Ibrahimovic on a TAM contract on t- and, and Ola Kamara on TAM contracts uh, in 2018. Just to remind you of what 2018 was, you had, you know, Giovanni Dos Santos, Jonathan Dos Santos, neither of which played very much of that season. And then you had Roman Alessandrini who got injured, right? That was your DPs in 2018. And then you look at 2023 and the DP play was worse this year than it was in 2018. That's mind blowing, right? Yeah. And and bottom line is you didn't have the TAM players that you had. I mean, if you had Zlatan on TAM on this team, then I think you're OK, um, you know, but you don't. Okay, so so you can't really even compare those. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it, not a fair comparison. No, it's not the, a fair comparison at all. So the the chat's also making me laugh with their their where we're our grading scale. You know, Gary said Costa is the student who doesn't study and gets a seventy seven on the test. Yeah, or or when he does try and then lasso's optimism, a couple A's on the test, but no homework. Right. That that's a those are all good ways. You know, as an educator to describe what Costa brings. Obviously, the the talent or the brains, if you're looking at a student, is in there. But you know, they didn't show it all the time, and you can't give them full credit when they're not uh you know nailing it a hundred percent of the time i would say up until this season i'd say douglas costa was an absolute failure it's an f but then this last little stretch saved him gave him a passing grade so i'd still i'd give him a d i'd bump him up to a d right if we were giving grades here right and and if you're if you're at a community college and you're just looking to transfer the credit then the d is fine but if you're, is it good it, enough two points right, yeah, yeah it gets yeah, you there yeah it gets, it gets the credit transfers you don't get a grade the transfers <laughs> with the credit transfers. maybe you, you retake it in the summer yeah with yeah. a different professor you know maybe, re- maybe you do better stat, yeah yeah maybe you do better right the, the whole deal so um, not that any, not that i've ever done that no of course not a good strategy yeah. no no of course not <laughs> um let's see other stats i, I don't know there's it, the goal differentials differential is bad minus 13 uh, 2020 was minus 19 again in not 34 games how bad was 2020 2020 was bad here's the thing though and i saw it in the chat room the eye test tells you that this team is one of the best worst teams i've ever watched they had skill sometimes they were in games most of the time we'd said that there were no blowouts and, that's yeah you know and then of course they get blown <laughs> out by five to out. two right <laughs> and and it was like it was like really there was there was there weren't those games where you sat there and said wow they're just so overmatched that did, that so didn't and, happen and we were expecting it to i think yes. that's the crazy thing with the amount of injuries like when when are the wheels gonna gonna fall off of this you know this train to ease your 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 analogy what is it going to come off the track yeah. and that's the crazy thing and why i looked up because i said how is dallas still in this and let's look at their goal differential they must have a lot of goals they don't have a lot of goals dallas has i think 38 something like that in terms of goals scored that's not a lot but in terms of or 37 goals for 36 goals against so they're at a plus one 
but it, it's not a lot there. But the Galaxy were in a lot of these games, which is the crazy thing. We're waiting for them to get blown out and say, this is the game where it all falls apart. And it, and it didn't. So credit to them for fighting. And I think if you're, for those of us who are not on the Vanny out train, that's your argument is look at everything that happened. And this team was still set up in a way where they were still fighting and making, you know, getting close to making things happen and making, uh, you know, chicken salad out of chicken, something else. I right. think that's where you got to give Vanny the credit that whatever system was in place was able to hold its own <laughs> in some regard to stay in these games. But the other side of the coin, the hammer special speaking out of both sides of my mouth is conceding 63 goals. So obviously something was wrong where it wasn't necessarily working. And I think that goes to, to roster depth. Yeah. Uh, well, and you know, again, the injuries to roster depth too, yeah. right? I think that, the galaxy that, are probably, that's what I mean by that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think they're probably being able to fill that role. I think their depth is probably okay. Does, is their depth able to cover for, you know, the six, the six injuries, really the six yeah, major for injuries half a season for yeah. 18 games, you yeah. know, can they cover for a three game stretch while a player, you know, recovers from, from a, a minor injury? Right. Probably. But can they, can they be your reliable backup starters? For half a season, the answer, we, right. we we found out what the answer to that is. All right, we've been making people wait long enough. If you'd like to win tickets to the game on Saturday, uh, what you can do is go ahead and email us, cornerofthegalaxy at gmail.com. Uh, you can tell me why you need the tickets. I'm not, I'm not above flattery. I, 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 this is not, this is not random. I will just pick things. This, <laughs> I, I, I get to choose. This is correct. This is the, the kingdom of Josh gets to rule on your submissions to me and I will grace you with tickets. Should I feel that you deserve them? So corner the galaxy at gmail.com. Um, and maybe sometimes even if you don't deserve, it, maybe I'll just give tickets away that way. Yeah. It is not What's, fair. There is no system. Uh, it is all up here in my head and I go through and I read them and I'm like, Oh, I'm definitely giving those people. That's tickets. A good one. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, I don't know why, but, for some reason, this poorly worded one that is misspelled is the one I'm going to give tickets to right yeah, now. It's a fun one. Right. And yeah. as I said, I have uh, seven pairs of tickets right now to give away. Possibly That's more. It's a lot of tickets. It's a lot did, of tickets. Did they, did they fall off the back of a bus? Or yes, like, they how did. did. How did this happen? Yeah. One shout out to listener Michael, one of our listeners. Couldn't make the game. Gave me the tickets. Said, hey, I got two tickets. These are the good ones. I may save these ones for the really good. They're in section 108. So they're they're nice. the they're the really good ones. Um, I got other game. ones from other people, um, but the names were changed to protect the innocent. Um, so, so, so we have that. So they just, you know, I just gather, I gather, and then I distribute and I give, I just give Eric is really what I do. <laughs> You're a giver. I am a giver. You know, even though it was been given to you, yeah. but, we'll allow it. but I do appreciate that. You're honest. Yes. You know, some people will say we're going to hold a, you know, a random oh, competition. So we're going to spin the wheel. And no. you're like, oh, that felt like it was rigged. Yeah. No, we're telling you. No, it's, it's, it's rigged. rigged. It's yeah. up front. Send us your best scam story. How are you? How are you scammed out of something? <laughs> there you go. That's and great. Then, and that's going to get you, yeah. you know, your sob story. On how you uh, you know bought a timeshare somewhere. I hope people are scam are are messing with the scammers. I would like to waste as much time with people who try to scam <laughs> me as possible. Um, so that's always good. Uh, all right. Uh, the other thing I want to talk about the LA Galaxy Academy U14s versus LAFC on ten twenty one. So this is on Saturday. Game kicks off at three p.m. at Cal State LA on the South Field number two. Uh, listener uh, Javier uh, has a son on this team and says, "Hey, this is going to be nice. a big game, right?" And so it's always fun. The cool thing about this one is one is it's the same day as the as the Galaxy game that starts at six. So I know it might be tough for some of you to make it out there. Maybe you make maybe you make it part of your day. You swing on by. You come on by uh, Cal State LA. And then you come on down to the stadium afterwards and do that. You can make it that or it is on Apple TV plus because they're doing the, the MLS next game of the week. Right. That That's very cool. Yeah. So, yeah. 
Um, so you shout can out, watch. Shout out to, again, Apple TV or MLS, whoever's making those decisions. I know the there's a group of supporters sometimes that go out whenever they play those crosstown rivals to support the baby G's. So it's always fun. And I, it's, you know, if it's available on Apple TV, I might check it out. Support the little, the little, the little guys out there, even though they're probably not that little at 14 years old. Right. Probably grown men and ready to start, you know, in a couple seasons. <laughs> yes. But, uh, yeah, but, but any, anytime you can support, uh, the galaxy and a rivalry. It's a fun time. So exciting times. If, if you're pulling the, the double header, it is, um, Mike Gray is in the chat room right now, which is always nice. He says, Hey, just got back from Jalen's pitch opening. That was next on our list to talk about segue. What a segue, what a segue indeed the LA galaxy. And with the help of course of Jalen Neal, um, and Herbalife and everybody else who puts all these together did put a mini pitch in Lakewood. So if you've seen the mini pitches, they basically tennis courts, um, with the, uh, the goals, they're like indoor, more indoor type, yeah, uh, some walls yeah and, exactly yeah, yeah um it's very yeah go ahead very child friendly or park friendly it is and and one of the things that i know jalen's mom sarah was talking about was like is always sort of a dream was be able to give back and do something in lakewood and be able to like support yeah. the community that you know that he grew up in mm-hmm. and all that type of thing so this is awesome i love this this is one of my favorite parts of being associated with any soccer team or stuff like that is watching them go out whether they're like painting stuff at an elementary school, which they do a lot of, you know, the LA galaxy foundation and stuff like that. Um, it's just, it's just fun to see this stuff happen and, and that it has an impact. And yes, it's PR, but that's, yeah. there's real money being spent on this stuff. That's you don't yeah, do this for like no money. There's, there's th- money being spent. There's, say I have a friend who works, you know, in, in city government and he's like, man, uh, cause this, this truly was in the backyard from where I grew up. Uh, you know, I, my first teaching job was in Hawaiian gardens, right up Norwalk, Norwalk Boulevard, right next to Palm Spark, where this mini pitch is. So like, right. this is literally the backyard, my old stomping ground. So to see it there, you can tell that the youth in that community, it's going to go to good use, you know, uh, you know, people who enjoy soccer, uh, in that section of the city. So to see it go there, you know, this is something that I always, you know, to make it personal going up, going to parks and going onto tennis courts, going on to basketball yep. courts. And there was never that place to play soccer. And now that these places are sprouting up, it's massive. And you could say what you will about the marketing and uh, whatever you want. It's just a ploy putting Herbalife out there and LA Galaxy on there. But having the LA Galaxy crest in these communities where they're playing pickup soccer is massive. So big kudos to the Neil family, Jalen and, and his mother for kind of making this push to make sure it happens because that is, that's massive. You know, there's the, these kids who are looking for a place to play. They find this LA galaxy mini pitch and they may, you know, check out Jalen Neal's next game and follow right. his progression yeah. and become galaxy fans. This is, this is where those things start. So, you know, this is a huge, massive thing. And the more, like you said, it's not free. It's not, it's not enough, you know, it takes some, some efforts and some politicking, uh, to make it all work. But I think the payoff is worth it. And this is what you love to see your, your club reaching out to the community and doing these types of things. So big, big shout out, uh, to the Neils and the LA galaxy. Yeah. It's so much fun. Uh, by the way, it, there's going to be like the humanitarian of the year type thing for the LA galaxy. Jalen Neal wins that hands down. As far as I'm concerned, I don't get a vote on that. I'm going to tell you about end of year voting here in just a second. But first I wanted to update you on the fan council, uh, because the fa- fan council did meet on zoom for the very first time. Uh, you should know who those people are. There's 15 total members out of there. I think uh, 14 of the 15, I think we're on the, on the call, according to people that I talked to about it. Um, the interesting thing is who was there and attending from the LA galaxy on the zoom called Dan Beckerman, Tom Braun, Oriel Martinez, Will Misselbrook, Jonathan Malter, all the people that one you would kind of expect, but two, they're really making a big deal about this fan council. If you talk to Tom Braun about it, he will talk to you 
about the, uh, the the fan council and sort of what's going on and how that's going. I know two people personally who are on the fan council. Um, and so I'm sure that they'll be providing updates from them and from, you know, and I'll share anything that I get, I get asked to share as well. Um, in there, one of the things that is sort of coming up and that they're doing, if you're ever interested in fan council and possibly what it could be about is they're doing a stadium tour before the Dallas game. They're doing a front office meet and greet before the Dallas game. Uh, and then they have their first in-person, uh, meeting, I think at the, uh, at the beginning or the uh, beginning of November, I think November 8th is whenever that's going to happen. So things starting to kick off as they, move into that. So the off season is probably going to be full of the fan council updates, because I think the galaxy are really sinking a lot of PR uh, momentum into the fan council right now. And I think it's much needed with, with the boycott that was happening. uh, You know, there were proposals that went back and forth on what, you know, the fans wanted to see uh, moving forward. And the fan council, I believe was one of those things that was, uh, you know, that came out of those (laughs) negotiations for lack of a better term. And I think, there were fans, rightfully so, who were hesitant to say, is this just lip service? This fan council is never really going to happen. Right. But to see that there is actually a group of people that they are meeting with. And I think it's cool that we're able to get uh, some of that scoop. And I, I don't think for for I'm just going to get out in front of it because it feels like there's murky waters there and us, you know, kind of reporting that, that out there. But I think that's part of the role of the fan council is these people are fans. They're going to get the pulse of what the fans are thinking. So I think as a, you know, a galaxy podcast, getting that information out there, feeling the feedback and discussing it and kind of seeing where it's going. I think that's even stretches, you know, the fan council where it's not 12 people making a decision. It's 12 people, 15, all representing or 15 people representing the community. And if they share these things and get those feelers out there, then they're not making those decisions in isolation, which I think is massive, uh, you know, for us to kind of relay that information. I think it's a good thing, not necessarily a bad thing that it shouldn't, it shouldn't be super secret secret that no one knows what's going on because then that's where you create, uh, you know, a lot of issues having that transparency and kind of that flow of information, I think, is is a good thing. Yeah, I'm not saying that eventually they won't have some surprises that are coming up that maybe they don't want everybody Which, to know beforehand. That's a different. That's a different I like thing. that. That's OK. Yeah. And and maybe we'll abide by that. Maybe we won't. Who knows? Um, you know, I, <laughs> we, we, we'll, we'll talk to people and do all the stuff that we normally do uh, on this stuff. But I think it's important that you sort of understand that that's going on and there are people out there and that this is actually happening. So um, for me, I think that's positives for everybody. I know there's a lot of people who say, hey, maybe the galaxy shouldn't be in charge of the fan council, that it should be the fans. I, I think that the galaxy can be in charge of the fan council. The problem will come with the fan council is whenever things don't go well, whenever things are bad and the fan council is sort of against what that, whether or not that lives on yeah. and that it can, they continue the meetings to do it because really it should be, you know, stormy weather or, or, or calm weather. It should shouldn't be happening. Be an echo chamber. Nope, yeah. it shouldn't be. So um, really interesting to see how that sort of goes. Now, end of year voting. Uh, ever since I have been an accredited member. Do you get a vote? I do. I do. Well, this, wow. I get a vote for the LA Galaxy stuff. I never get a vote for te- for, for MLS. They, MLS doesn't even know I exist. Longest running podcast probably in all of Major League Soccer, 15 years, 1100 plus, almost 1,100 shows. They have no idea most of the time. They bang, they're like, what? There's there's some good guys who actually, you know, like Andrew Wiebe and 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 some of the, they, they do know who we are, right? Yeah. And that type of thing. But, I, you know, for the most part, they're like, why would Josh get a vote? Who, who why, why, would, <laughs> why would he do that? He's only been around for 15 years. So um, we did get to vote. We get to vote on players of the year 
Um, and we, by the way, we get to vote. We we've been able to vote for Player of the Year and do everything except for the the one year that I was around that they dis- <laughs> ordained Giovanni dos Santos, where yep. Yella Von Dom was about to win Defender of the Year and Player of the Year. The first time it was ever going to happen. Yeah, that was going to happen. And they decided that they were going to take the player of the year voting away from the media and they just gave it to Giovanni Dos Santos. They didn't do, they did it in a really smart way. They let the fans vote on it. And Giovanni Dos Santos has a much wider social media coverage than anybody else. So Giovanni Dos Santos won that player of the year. Never should have happened. Yellow Van Dam was by clear and far away <laughs> the best player that year. So I always Which, like to point that out uh, because um, uh that, that they stole that one. They stole yeah. a credibility thing away from people. And and I will say that Giovanni Dos Santos, as much as he's you know disliked by a, a big large portion of the fan base, that year that he did win it was one of his better seasons. So right. it's not like that was his injury year where he was a complete mess and a complete disaster. That was one of the years where he actually did put up some stats. So they can they can get away with it because it was somewhat believable. But I think from a, a fan perspective and anyone who went to Galaxy Games and watched it, they were super impressed. Uh, with Yellow Van Dam having his his breakout season with the Galaxy that year. Yeah. So um. So anyway. So that's where we're at. Um. That's how we have uh have things going on. So uh, we get votes on Player of the Year, Defender of the Year. Which one would you like to start with? We could start with Defender of the Year, or which one is the or, more contested one? Do you think? I think you get the one that it's pretty obvious. I think you get Player of the Year out of the way because it's Ricky to me. Bush. It's it's a no brainer. It's, it's Ricky Bush. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was uh I'll give a shout out to Lacuna Galaxiana. That was on a podcast last night where they were talking about best player. And it's like, well, you know, who else gets like we can get cute and give yes. like the hipster answers where, well, Brugman was really the backbone of the team right. you know, without Brugman. This, yeah. And we can say things like that, but let's not get too cute. It so, was Ricky Pouge so, by a mile. So we get to vote for three and you always have to vote for three. You have to have three players in there and they always have three players in there. Now, um, I know some people have put the same person three times. That doesn't work either. That's not a valid. You just get the credit for the one because <laughs> basically first place gets three points. Second place gets two points. Yeah. You know, and that way, I mean, sometimes it's if it's I've seen it be fluctuating enough where you watch a, you know, a number two and maybe there's like guys who are split. I think a number two win it whenever I think there were two other guys. There's something with the, with the, the Oscars, how that was once they opened it up to 10 films because of that point system. No one's number one ended up winning because they had it was everyone's number three. Right. But no one's number one. But because of that, it ended up winning. So, you know, best picture when it wasn't necessarily, you know, everyone's favorite film. So it's, it's very, I think, I think this, I think the first two are easy. Um, and I think the third one, you could sort of just toss up it as a coin in the air if you really wanted to. Uh, I had Ricky Pooch as number one. I had Tyler Boyd as number two, um, because I thought Tyler with his assists and his goals and everything. Con- that I he's think done, consistently. Yeah. He- he needs to be rewarded for that consistency. Yeah. yeah. And, and so I think he's, he's, I, to me, he's a clear number two uh, for number three. I put Caligari and I'll tell That's you fair. why, because he's my defender of the year. Caligari. Is. Okay. Okay. I thought out of everybody in consistency and yes, he didn't play the whole year. And you know, Jalen Neal would have been in that argument had he played more. And I would have, I would have loved to say that there were other guys in there, but tell me who else played really good defense this year for the whole year. Caligari was locked down on the right side. You did. Sometimes you didn't even notice the dude was running back and forth and doing everything that he was doing. Uh, his injury, I think really hurt the LA galaxy and everything. So for me, and I'm sure somebody could say, Oh, well, Mark Delgado wins defender of the year. Cause whenever he tucked into the center, that really stopped the blah, blah, blah. Like you could get cute with it. If you really want to, <laughs> for me, it was Caligari. And then I would say that the next one is it, the crazy thing here is all three of these players are injured. Three, all three of these players are injured. Yeah, well, my defenders, the the ones who were on the field, you know, these last few games, I, I wouldn't put as your votes for defender of the year. Right. So, yeah, it would have to be Caligari, Kosaris, and Neil. 
uh, is sort of oh, how, well. how I think I would I would go that. And I'd I'd flip Neil and and Kessler. I I I even I I could make an argument that Neil could be number one because he because of the story where he stole a starting spot where right. maybe he was in just you know to to backfill and he made that position his own. I think that's super impressive. Whereas someone like Caligari was brought in to be the starter and then he did his job. He did he did what he was supposed to do. Right. And so I think Neil for, from a narrative perspective, you could almost argue that he was, you know, your defender of the year for what he was able to do. Uh so, so I think one and two you can argue that. And then the third one, um yeah, I, I feel like Caceres or, or Caceres. Yeah. Are, you, are we going to play this game again where we keep messing his name up? No, we're done because he's not coming back shot, next year. You know, so. to, to throw him there. <laughs> yeah. He, he, I see Leardam's name being being popped in the chat because sure. when he was in there, he played well. But I just don't think there was enough enough games played from him. When he was a center back, I thought he played well. When he's a right back, I thought he didn't play very well. Yeah, and so that's tough lacking. for me to, to sort of say, oh, yeah, that's the guy. Um, You know, sort of put in that. But I think Caligari oh. for me is... Is head and shoulders was the best defender for the most consistent. It's just unfortunately the injury ended that that run. So um, I don't have any. I'm sure somebody else will try to say. I thought about putting Jonathan Bond in there um, only because Why? of something, but I don't think that he's. I, I don't think he's earned it. Um, no, you know, I don't think so either. And so you know, 63 goals allowed. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, let's go back and see how many of those. They were may actually not all be his fault, but at the, let's at the end, see how many reward, were saveable. You can't reward. You can't reward a player for that. I'm I'm not I am not one who will punish a goalkeeper for a defense that allows people to shoot from two yards <laughs> well, out. You well, know? I will. I know I'll be that that's guy. fine. I, again, he didn't <laughs> he didn't get in there. Um, there will be a golden boot for the LA Galaxy. What who's who is tops for the? I mean, this isn't a votable thing. Um, it's, uh, right now, I believe it's sharp. Still, it's Ricky Pouge. Is it, is it Ricky? Did he score? No, I don't think I he have did. this here. No, Terrence Boyd. Nope. Terrence Boyd, right. Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd. <laughs> I'm, think, I'm thinking of, uh, you know, fantasy points here. Tyler Boyd, seven goals. Ricky Pooch, seven goals uh, in MLS play. I think there's an open cup goal that puts Boyd ahead, but that's not that's, where I don't you're think measuring that's, this. Yeah. Um, they may count. The, do they count that in terms of they may split the it. whole season? Yeah. So uh, unless Boyd scores, I think you can see it. Or if Jovalich gets two goals. You know, maybe he can jump. He'd have eight. He has six right now. If he scores two, he gets eight goals. And right. He he takes the golden boot. So that'd be kind of interesting. Billy Sharp also has six. So if Sharp scores a couple goals, you know, someone who so, played. So the golden boot will be up up for grabs yeah, whenever they grabs. play against Dallas. So that'll be uh, that'll be fun to watch there as well. So that's just a strict numbers one. Whoever finishes on top. And then I believe if they tie, they split it. I don't I think it's co. I don't think there's a tiebreaker in there, but maybe there yeah. is. And they'll tell me about it. So you get half a boot. Um, there also will be a uh, a community like works person as well. I expect that to be Jalen Neal just off the top of my <laughs> given, head. Given what we we're just talking about, right. I think. Well, That's an easy, easy decision. Remember when AJ was on the team and you were like, oh, it's AJ, right? AJ Delagarza. Yeah, oh, it's going to be AJ. And yeah. like that, this is one of those with Jalen, I think, is is clear and far away. Uh, one of the guys. Uh, $2 Super Chat from Tim says, hey, guys, is Bond the starter next year? No, yeah. we'll see. He certainly is paid like the starter. Um, I yeah. don't know if Michovic will be back. That's a loan deal that they have to work out. I would like to see Michovic back. I just don't know if that's going to be that's going to be something that, that was- happens. I was peeking at the salaries. His Mitrovic's guaranteed compensation was um, it was really really inexpensive. It was like in sixty sixty three k or sixty eight k something like that. So if that's the salary, you know, you know, I'm sorry to Jonathan Bond and and Jonathan Klinsman, but if you the drop off isn't that huge, and if you can, you can find other homes for those guys, 
then I think, you know, I, I don't think Bond is a guaranteed starter next year. I'll say that. I don't, I, I, think, I, I think it's up for grabs. I think, I think the position is, is there'll be a competition for it. Yeah. I, I will say that Bond gets paid like the starter. So then usually that default is you at least him. Like, yeah. will he start? He probably might start as the starter next year. Does he end as the starter next year? I don't know. I think it's up for grabs. Again, Michovic coming back, loans, that type of thing. Caligari coming back. Whether or not you bring him back, whether you buy him out, I think the buyout was like three or five million dollars. So it's extensive for a guy who just had a very big injury. And so do you bring him yeah. back? But that's a loan deal that's on there. Again, 17 of the 34 players up with options or other things. Some of those options will be picked up. Some of those options will not be picked up. Um, I believe. And we'll also learn like we did last season. Maybe there were some performance initiatives in there that triggered these options being, right. uh, you know, put on i don't know if we'll know them if it will be shared to us like chicharito shared last season but that could be a reason why if there's someone who makes you scratch your head why would they bring this person back it could be a performance-based uh you know thing and especially with the amount of injuries that the galaxy had in terms of minutes played or or games played uh it wouldn't shock me if someone who was maybe more on the fringe had something in there where if they play a certain amount of games that they were you know guaranteed a contract because maybe they played more than they were expected to or what their salary you know dictated that that was their role so that could be something you know to keep an eye on uh with the amount of injuries some player minutes and games played could be a factor in what? terms of who oh. whose option option gets triggered oh my god somebody i i love breaking this argument news? no no there's not i have one i have one breaking news uh it's it's it is um very much the case that it looks like surreal is going to sign a new deal so if you're looking at surreal as possibly one of those 17 that's up expect him to be back um but somebody says uh, gary says no no mas savaleta where else are you going to get a backup that is, quite honestly, a decent backup for like $87,000? $87,000. The guy makes no money and everybody just loves the crap on him. Let's it's get like, someone else who makes no money. I, I mean, I, I, you I've can. Seen, I've seen what I needed to see. I bring, guess he, you know, he knows bring the in coach. Tony Alfaro. He knows the system. Bring in Tony Alfaro. Oh, wait, you did. Like, it's yeah, I like don't know. These Tony things, Alfaro wasn't it either. Right, exactly. But that's the that's the level you're getting. What you, Like, don't expect that you're going to get Jalen Neal for $87,000, right? Have we figured He's out AI? Can we get an AI center back? Is no. that, I think that's... No. No, no. no. There's got to be a way around this. Yeah, I mean, you know, Mavinga at a higher salary is a much bigger thing that you could look at and say, oh, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, a, that's money, a big salary That's not money, money yeah. well spent. Yeah, yeah exactly. So um, for me, Zavaleta's money, whatever, people love to you know, crap on that dude. Listen, he's I'm not an saying easy he's target. I, he is. It's one of those. He's not as bad as I think people make him out to me, but he's not great. No. <laughs> and I think being, being related to the but, coach, but doesn't but, do him any favors. But yeah. he is good for El Salvador, which apparently he may not be well, playing and, for anymore. And that's, and he was able thing. to get on the score sheet. Yeah. You know, that, that's something that you can't say for some players. This scored season, two so. goals, scored three goals two, in one game. It was just one of them was against game. the yeah. galaxy. So, <laughs> Um, that's okay. All right, let's get to, um, let's see, we got end of year voting mini pitch. That's good. Uh, Douglas Costa. I think we talked about his agent was talking about how, you know, he's free to go at, yeah. Cause his contract's over at 12, at 1231. I talked to people. There very much was a thing in there where if Costa probably could have found a place to play in Brazil before the season, which looked like it might happen. What last season that he was going to go. I think we can sort of almost say that that's what all that was about. Yeah. We didn't know. So Costa coming back seems unlikely. I don't think that's happening. I'm, uh, I'm not familiar with what his agents. So, I didn't catch that news story. Do you know this, some more specifics about saying the contract <clears throat> expires at 1231? This, what was he? This, what is, the, this is the exact quote. This is the, uh, the translation. Reference. The translation. Uh, good morning, everybody. As the sole legal representative of the athlete Douglas Costa, I hereby clarify some facts in the press yesterday. Douglas and or I do not have any meetings scheduled or anticipated with Gremio Football. 
regarding the mentioned debt, which should be confidential, the obligation to pay the installments in January of 2023 with no payments being made installments on said debt to date. I have no idea what they're talking about on that. So I can't. <laughs> but I can't it also mentions Grimio, which is his past club. Right. So maybe there's... Did, did he owe them money? Like, or, 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 or did they owe him money? <laughs> maybe they owe him like money. It sounds like they owed him money. Or, right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The obligation to pay in almost January 2020, January of 2023, which was last year, because that's January is now January. So anyway, uh, the clause on returning to a Brazilian club extends until 1231, 2023, following the term of his current contract with no clause after that date. I clarify the necessary facts so that the fans and the press know the correct information. I reiterate Douglas Costa's unconditional respect for Grêmio football. Uh, technical committee, athlete, staff, and its loyal fans. We are at your entire disposal for any questions. Um, so I have no <laughs> so idea. So it sounds like there was a clause in his contract where... No, there wasn't. Gri- this, no? This, okay. this is what I'm... This is what, I, I, this is what <laughs> I'm telling you after this, is that there was no contract for him. There was no clause for him to return to Brazil. MLS, I meant, yeah. I meant, I think it sounds like when he left Grêmio that he could not join another Brazilian club... Maybe until after so yeah. something on the Brazil side, not necessarily the galaxy side. That makes more sense than anything yeah. else, right? Because I don't, I don't know how to translate. That's much more. So I like your idea it's, way it better. It sounds like Grimio is like he can go somewhere else, but he can't come back to. He can Until go anywhere else in the world, but he can't come back to our league right. until after this amount of time. Which, again, is his contract is up. He's still getting paid yeah. by the LA Galaxy. He's not going anywhere. All right. <laughs> um, so anyway, so that's there, and that's done. All right, let's talk about Dallas, um, and then we'll sort of let everybody uh, uh, go for the night. If you're looking at the standings um, over on the Eastern Conference, uh, basically, I, I love... It, this is so MLS. I love that DC is above the line, but is eliminated and they can't, they can't finish there. Right. <laughs> that is but funny. Yeah. It is, it is, it is so MLS, right? The, the whole deal. So DC in that ninth spot can't finish there, cannot stay there. They are done. They don't have any more games. Nothing's happened. I think they're the one who is out um, because we have 28 teams playing 14 games, seven and seven uh, coming up. And there are 29 teams and there's, there's one team left out. It's DC. They've already they, played all 34 played all games. Their games and yeah. someone is going to jump them. Yeah. Somebody will jump them, right? New York City mm-hmm. still in the hunt. Chicago still in the hunt. Charlotte still in the hunt. New York City FC still in the hunt. Montreal not uh, not locked up. So the eight, nine spots in the Eastern Conference up for grabs with with Montreal, New York, Chicago, Charlotte and New York City all being in contention for those spots. So that's something you can watch those games, by the way. I'll kick off at three o'clock Pacific time. Every single game kicks off at the same time in the Eastern Conference, all at 3 p.m. You can watch them all. I imagine MLS will have its kick around show and you'll be able to watch all that and it'll go through everything. A lot of interesting stuff. If you're a fan of the league, I would suggest you watch this weekend. This is one of those times where it's sort of like, okay, it's fun. It's fun to sort of see everything uh, as a neutral. Yeah, this is a fun. This is your time to do. Uh, you know, M- MLS 360. Let's watch all the games happen. Yeah. So um, the other thing that is going on is the Western Conference. Now, 7th, 8th, and ninth, all up for grabs. Uh, the teams playing in that Portland, Dallas, San Jose, Kansas City, and Minnesota, right? So there are three spots for five teams. Um, and there's a whole bunch of fun scenarios that we could go through <laughs> to tell you all that. Um, but basically, it's up to, you know, Portland, Dallas, and San Jose really to screw things up in some of this in order to get themselves kicked yeah. out of these particular ones. Yes. And I think while you have that screen pulled oh, yeah. up, oh, oh, wait, one of the on. yes. most notable things about it is Kansas City and Minnesota play each other. So they're tied in the standings in 10th and 11th. So one of them has to get a result. The worst thing that they could do to each other is draw each other uh, because then they both go out if they draw each other. So that's going to that to me, if you're a neutral and you want to watch one game, that would be the game to watch because you have both teams who need to 
you know, put it all out there if they want to make the playoffs. They will have to do that, and and it might be the most fun game to watch is sort of that Kansas City-Minnesota game because they're just going to throw everything, which, by the way, may not mean anything if Portland, Dallas, yeah. and you know those guys sort of pull off the wins. Everybody has a scenario. You can go on to the MLS website. They will tell you Portland will cl- cl- clinch with a win versus Houston or all these other things, right? <laughs> uh, Dallas is the one that you want to watch. Dallas will clinch a berth in the 2023 MLS Cup playoffs. If they win at L.A. So the L.A. Galaxy yeah. trying doing anything, drawing Dallas or beating Dallas has to create chaos, can, can create a lot of chaos. Dallas draw at L.A. and Portland lose versus Houston. Dallas draw on L.A. and San Jose lose or draw versus Austin. Right. Or San Jose versus Austin and Dallas advantage and tiebreakers over San Jose or Kansas City draw versus Minnesota. Th- these are ands and like some of these and things are just nuts and crazy. The really crazy ones is whenever you come down to uh, sporting Kansas City, yeah. uh, Kansas City win versus Minnesota and Portland lose or draw versus Houston, Kansas City win versus Minnesota and San Jose lose draw versus Austin, Kansas City win versus Minnesota and Dallas lose or draw L.A. This is the the chaos maker that comes in <laughs> if you if San Jose or Dallas lose or Portland lose. Right. This is, you know, to, to re- repeat the favor to sporting Kansas City, because I think they had that handball call or non call that allowed RSL to sneak in. So I think this, you know, if you're, if you're rooting, maybe you're rooting for SKC, uh, you know, to make a move there. No, it makes a lot of sense to me. I was chewing ice. I apologize. <laughs> I was going to say, you, you you did not like my take. No, it was, it was fine. Yeah. It was fine. I just wanted some ice. <laughs> Um, all games in the Western Conference kick off at six. That includes the LA Galaxy, uh, the six p.m. Uh, start time, and I believe it's six oh nine p.m. is is your kickoff time for all of these. So you are LA and Dallas coming up at that six p.m. and six oh nine p.m. kickoff time. The game is on Apple TV MLS Season Pass. That's where you can find it. Uh, if you're looking at this, the LA Galaxy and Dallas. Let's just face this. Uh, Dallas usually has the Galaxy's number. They have for a while. Yeah. Um, you know, the galaxy fact is that they have 39 wins. Dallas is 37 wins overall in the overreaching depths of this rivalry or, or this matchup. Really, uh, the galaxy have been more successful, just barely. And quite honestly, Dallas has been catching up at a rapid clip. Right? Yeah. So in recent years, it's more heavily Dallas skewed. Yeah. If you go back the last time they played in L.A., uh, it was a 3-1 loss uh, for the L.A. Galaxy. That was in 2022, May of 2022. You go back earlier this season, and of course, the very first game of the season, the Galaxy scored first and then uh, allowed three goals. 3-1 three to one was the winner for Dallas in Dallas. So yeah, um, I didn't appreciate that, by the way. What? So. That they they lost while I went to go watch them. Yes, yeah, come on. I mean, get it together. They they uh, they they definitely uh, definitely didn't live up to their end of the stuff. Uh, if you're <laughs> looking for referee, uh, Victor Rivas is your guy. Uh, VAR is Alejandro Mariscal. Uh, these listen. I actually thought that they gave Rivas is is one of the better referees, right? I was gonna say he's a he's a, a recognizable name. So he, the fact that he's in, in this, this game one is it interesting. Means, yeah. It means that there's something to this game, right? It's mm-hmm. it's an important game to sort of watch, and so I think that uh, Rivas is probably a good good enough referee for this game. Um, and he has refed more LA Galaxy games than any other team uh, this season. So that is kind of interesting that he's getting the Galaxy draw. That yeah. Okay, I, I like it. I like it. People are like, no Ted Uncle, no, no, I, I don't, no, no drunk Uncle, no. That's no, that doesn't that doesn't happen uh, there. Uh, October uh, is your thing. I was sort of wanted to show the LA Galaxy and what they've done. They have not yet won a game in October. Maybe they close that out. Maybe they don't. We can talk about all the all the fun things that are sort of going on. But I'm gonna click through them because there's only one thing that you really want to talk about, and that is Fan Appreciation Day and what there happens. 
on the record for the LA Galaxy and Fan Appreciation Day. I am going to tell you a story, and this story is that on Fan Appreciation Day, which we denote as the last home game of the season, all right? That is what Fan Appreciation Day is, because I'm not sure they called it that way back, but we tracked it all the way back to the very beginning. There was always a thank you fans, thank you supporters, something, even if it wasn't called Fan Appreciation Day, this last game was always... A farewell of sorts. Right. Or whenever they're playoffs, it was like, hey, this is a fun day. Yay, you're yeah. going to the playoffs. Um, so fan appreciation day. Overall, in the history of the LA Galaxy, they have 14 wins on the last home game of the season. They have five losses and eight draws, an overwhelmingly positive result at the end of the season. However, since 2013 fan appreciation day, they are one win, three losses, and six draws. The LA Galaxy really don't do well on Fan Appreciation Day. And the last time that they won was in 2017, Eric, whenever we talked about the, <laughs> the worst. Crazy. The, oh, that, that's, that's the year that they did it. Yeah. That is the last time they won their Fan Appreciation Day game, a game, a, 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 a year that the Galaxy won the wooden spoon mm-hmm. um, and were the worst team in Major League Soccer. That's that's the last time they won on Fan that's Appreciation crazy. Day. So does this does this denote to you that this should be a win because there's nothing to play for for the LA Galaxy? I mean, it seems like in other times when they've been trying to do things, yeah. they, they haven't. When, yeah, with the game on the line, we've seen the Galaxy fumble, uh, you know, quite a bit. And so that's that's the part that makes you nervous. But now maybe it's bizarro LA Galaxy time where when now it doesn't matter most that this is when they eke out the win. The part that just makes me the most nervous, you saw the scenario for Dallas win and they're in. And for the Galaxy, where's the motivation? How do you get up for this game? Do you really, I, I don't mean this to sound disrespectful, are you really going to go and put it all out there for the fans? I mean, maybe. is that really why you're going to do it? Maybe. I mean, maybe, maybe it is, maybe it's not. I don't know if that's uh, in there for the, for the LA Galaxy and with the amount of injuries. Maybe if they wanted to, could they? You know, that's a whole different question as well. If they wanted to do it, uh, could they? I don't, I, we talked about the last few games. The the they just may they may be out of horses. It may may have all fallen apart. So even as much as they want to deliver for the fans, it may just not be there. They may run out of gas, and we can see FC Dallas, you know, with with a lot to play for and a hungry FC Dallas team try to get a win. Uh, they have they have some talented players on there with Velasco and Ferreira, where you you can never count those guys out. So that makes me a little bit nervous uh, for those who are going and want to end the season on a high note. It just makes me really nervous. Yeah, uh, I would point out that um, the LA Galaxy can finish above thirteenth place, Eric. But why would they want to do that? Why would That's they? Wa- I don't. I yeah. don't want that. That's that would be disrespectful the entire rest <laughs> of the season. Um, I want to create a shirt that says thirteenth, uh, and 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 mean it. And and you can't do that if you finish in twelfth. Um, yeah. So we you need. Know. Yeah, we need shirts. Thirteenth place, twenty twenty three LA Galaxy, and then on the back, I was there. I was there. This is and I got this shirt. Um, so really if the galaxy, if the galaxy do want to win this game, they better make sure that Austin wins their game. That's all I'm saying. Right. Which by the way, uh, just <laughs> totally some, plausible. And then, yeah, you see San Jose drop out. I'd love to see that. Yeah. That I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for, I am team chaos. I, I would like to see everything go sideways here, uh, down the end. Let's go to predictions guaranteed to be wrong. Well, uh, I also oh, have D ratings as well. Oh yeah. Go for D. If, why if, not? If, let's, if, let's if do you it. Want to, the galaxy are favored to win 47.8% chance they 
of winning 25.8% chance of FC Dallas. And I think that takes into account their recent form where FC Dallas just has not been able to get it, get it done. They have, uh, I think, seven draws in their last nine games, something crazy like that. And then it's so a 26% chance for a draw. So the Galaxy about a, a coin flip to win the game. Uh, if you're looking at the money line, you know, FC Dallas at plus 175, LA Galaxy at plus 135. So you're getting positive money on both teams, which tells you Vegas is like, I don't know what the heck's going yeah. on here. Good luck. Figure it out. Uh, and then uh, over under, they have at three goals, uh, over three goals at minus 115, under three goals at minus 105. So, you know, that's about where it's going to land if you're, if you're figuring <laughs> two one. on, on get, betting how many goals are going to happen yeah, two, uh, in this game for your guaranteed to be wrong prediction. 2-1, two, 2-1, one, two, one, two, two. I mean, you know, let's let's be. It, here's the thing. I mean, there should be a bet on a Sebastian Le, Sebastian Legit hat trick. I mean, certainly you have to you have to look at Legit. <laughs> I think be he's like, been injured. I don't know. Has if he's he? Gonna, yeah, he yeah. hasn't been playing. Yeah. His, his heart is injured after after fumbling <laughs> Becky G. That's I was going to say. Speaking of fumbling on decision day, <laughs> Jesus, Sebastian Legit. What? Get it? Oh, all time, all time fumble. I poor guy. I, I feel bad for him. I really I do. I feel bad for him like, as well. That's that's tough. Have you ever yeah. seen anybody like back their car into like a pole and you're like yeah. watching it happen? And you're like, no, 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 you don't, don't want to do, do this. That. Stop. Do Stop. Oh, <laughs> that's that's basically what, uh, what what we saw there. Yeah, I do um, feel bad for him. That's yeah. the right. That's the right feeling. Is it? I mean, he also like apparently also, cheated. So do I really feel that bad for him? That's if, true. I guess I'm am I team <laughs> Sebastian or am I team Becky G? And I'm, I'm team, team Becky G. That's, I'm team that's, Becky G. That's yeah. nine times out of nine times. Yeah, yeah, the Becky G. Hat I know you thought I was going to say ten, but yeah, it's nine times out of nine. So guaranteed to be wrong. I'll, Go for it. I'll, I'll kick it off. I think we're going to see another goal fest. I say I'm going to see. I know I'm nervous, but it's wacky. It's decision day. The galaxy cause chaos. Galaxy win three two. Dayon Jovalic hat trick and takes the golden boot. Here's here's I like it. I like it. By the way. Um, I don't I don't disagree with it. My heart my heart tells me that I don't disagree with it. My mind tells me the Galaxy absolutely score first in this game. They are gonna come out okay. hot. They are gonna it's similar to the RSL game. They lose this game three three one easily. Like just it's a repeat of the first game of the year. They're gonna score first and then look completely unsorted for the rest of it. The only way the Galaxy survive this is if they score more than two goals in the first half. That's that's the only way they have to score three plus in the first half. And then they will somehow as Dallas is clawing as other results are coming in as they're clawing in the last. They're bombarding. Yeah. Yeah. The Galaxy need a two goal lead with 10 minutes left in order for them to survive it because Dallas will just tear them apart. There's going to be goals. It's going to be wacky. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of high pressure in this game. This game will be a fun game to be at. I'm not suggesting that you should be happy of where the LA Galaxy are, but I think the Galaxy will be placed within this structure of chaos that really could cause a lot of problems. That being said, if Dallas scores in the first five minutes, the game will be over. It's over. It'll be (laughs) filled up. But I also like like the super hot take. The other bet is there will be a goal conceded in injury time. Oh, I like yeah. that. Ooh, w- I, whether the Galaxy yes. are up 2-0 or uh-huh. 3-1, right. there's some there's going to be a goal in the in the, at the end of this game because that's just how decision day rolls. That's how it goes down. So, I do like that. I th- I think okay. that Weird things will happen at the end of this game. Chaos, chaos, chaos. Is, is Team all, chaos. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Jeff Goldblum will be will be very proud. Chaos. Have you ever heard of the chaos theory? Sorry, that's my Jeff Goldblum. It's not. <laughs> I was going to say Jeff good. Goldblum. It needs some work. That's very specific. It's, that's a tough. It's a tough putt. I, you yeah. have to be more committed to it than I really wanted to be on the fly. <laughs> you know. So, um, but we'll yeah. we'll figure that out. All right. Uh, anything else that you would like to share, sir? No, you know, I, I got nothing. Everyone who's heading out to the digs, enjoy. Enjoy your final farewell, the funeral, the LA Galaxy funeral, wishing 
wishing the best for everyone and hoping to have a great time out there. All right. Um, yeah, I think that's sort of where uh, where I'm at as well. I will be there at the game after a long day of driving trains. I will run out there. I will come home. I'll take a shower real quick. I'll scurry up to the, to the digs. I'll be there for, for you guys. So I'll see you at halftime. Come visit me halftime. Top of section 108, bottom of the press box stairs. There will be a group of people there. You will find them. You will join us in our circle. We will talk about the LA Galaxy. We will give hugs and high fives on the way out because we won't see each other for a little while. And that's okay. Uh, as yeah. I've told you before, uh, eventually there's going to come a time when we miss soccer. It'll all come around. Next thing you know, we'll all be out in Coachella watching the LA Galaxy training. It's a circle. It happens round and round, up and down. Um, and there will be lots of things that we get to sort of pay attention to uh, in the off season. There'll be lots of yep. lots of podcasts to come up with as well. I was gonna say so. the, the the brain trust at halftime could plan the end of the year banquet, the right. dinner. Yeah. That could be yeah. part of your discussion. Yeah. And I'll say this. I'll end it with this. The LA Galaxy are undefeated in 2024. That's right, right? That's 100%. 100%. It's true. It's yeah. a fact. I'm just hitting you with facts, folks. That, that is absolutely a thing. Well, we want to thank everybody for joining us as sort of the last game. See, we'll slip very quickly into like preseason 2024. It'll yeah. happen very rapidly. So just adjust for that. You know, wear your speed tape. All that. It's a little neck breaking sometimes <laughs> to just go from end of season right onto it. We've done it before. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll transition through it gracefully, I am sure. All right, Eric. Tell people where they can find you. Let's go. All right. As always, you can find me on everything at Hammer EV9. That's on X, Instagram, TikTok, and threads. That's at Hammer EV and the number nine. All right. If you're looking for me, at Jay Guessman, at Galaxy Podcast on Twitter, at Galaxy Podcast on threads, cornerofthegalaxy.com uh, is there, and all of our YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that fun stuff. You can find us there. We'll work on that end of season banquet. We'll let you know when it is. All right. Uh, LA Galaxy Dallas coming up on Saturday. Last game of 2023, Fan Appreciation Day. Oh, boy. Uh, always fun to see sort of how that plays out. Uh, for Mr. Eric, the Portuguese Hammer Beer, I'm Josh Pato Guessman. You've been listening. You've been watching to our little Corner of the Galaxy. Take it away, Mr. Michael Arajo. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening, and we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Arajo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>